Welcome, everybody. Welcome. It is episode nine of Hot Take from the Kitchen. It is May 21st. Wow, this month's going by quick. It is falling by. It is, it is. All right. On my right, I've got Steve across the table. We've got our guest, Jordan. What's up, everyone? He's owner of Blue Collar Clothing, and he does some filmmaking and hunting and producing and stuff like that. And I guess our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Anchor and the other ones. What I'm excited about, and a lot of people probably can't tell, but this is the first time I didn't see you read Hot Take from the Kitchen off the paper. So, like, you've really come I'm a long way. a master of yeah, this. In nine weeks. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> I'm a quick learner. <laughs> I like it. Um, so let's get to it. Let's do it. All right, we're going to go into our first segment here. It's our hot plate, our plate of hot takes. Unless Steve has something to get off his chest tonight. That's it for the end if I do. Right. I had something earlier. I was kind of fired up, uh, but I'm good right now. All right. You got something to get off your chest, Jordan? Uh, Monday's right. almost coming to an end. All right. There. Yeah. yeah. Mondays are tough. Mondays can be tough. Yeah. They are rough. It's start of the week sucks. <laughs> All right, hot takes. I'll start with one. I saw this on Bing this morning, and it was the Pope told the gay man that God loved him and made him the way he was. Sorry. All right. <laughs> so anyway, I think this is actually something big, the Catholic Church, because they seem to not take very kindly to gay people and so I think this Pope is making the church more accepting and progressive I guess. Mm-hmm. Well I think we should give a little background that would help. Brad's raised in a pretty good hard Catholic family. Very well. Okay. okay. So yeah. um ever since I've known him Brad's mom's been, you know, the driving force behind his family of, you know, getting a church and so on and so forth. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's um, good. That, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um but my family doesn't believe everything the church, Catholic Church likes. Correct. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. My parents have always told me people who are they are. Yeah. You can't really change them. It's who they are. So mm-hmm. just accept them. I, yeah. I think you're right. I think this Pope has really done some things that have, um, whether it's smart or not, I guess it could be a whole different conversation. And we've tried to stay away from politics a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But He's definitely tried to widen the base of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fair way of saying that. Um, I don't know. I, mean, I like this Pope. I'm not yeah. I'm Catholic, but um, he seems like he kind of more in line of what I would think or would hope a Pope would be. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you guys remember where you were when the Pope was? When they, when was it? Is it the white smoke? When they. Yeah. Do you remember where you? I was in Tally's Log Cabin in Lewiston, Michigan, 
with Jim Johnston, Alan Brzezinski, working, <laughs> drinking Budweiser's, and Fox News was on, and they showed the tower or whatever, and everyone was getting real excited, and next thing you know, here comes the smoke. Yeah. Yeah, and they announced, announced the Pope, and everyone's cheering, and there's about 10 of us in, in the bar. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. So, I mean, I guess we'll give this a little bit of a shout out. So, because it's kind of along the same thing. Um, our good friend, Matt Cameron, his wife, Megan. Mm-hmm. So, when I went back to school, um, she was my uh, calculus teacher for a little while. Oh, nice. And um, she, at the time, was when um, Prince William got married. Mm-hmm. And she was all very enthusiastic about this. Well, of course, fast forward, you know, five, six years later, um, Harry's getting married now. Mm-hmm. So I texted Matt. I said, hey, your wife's got to be pretty excited, huh? Because I remember how excited she was in that classroom <laughs> talking about, hey, are you, you know, I remember it's like Monday, 9 o'clock in the morning, calculus, everyone's just miserable. She's like, hey, guys, it's the royal wedding, you know, and we're yeah. all like, that's great, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I texted Matt. He goes, "Yeah, the only thing she gets more excited about than the royal wedding is the papal." You know, going through the whole white smoke, white smoke thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So shout out from Matt and Maggie Cameron. So nice. All right. take. No, I liked your hot takes. You sent them both to me, and I'm all right with it. I, the only thing that I can tell you hot takes coming up would be Memorial Day, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we kind of saved this in the end, but um, this Friday, one of our favorite traditions is coming up. So it's um, Movies in the Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, this Friday? This Friday. See, look at That's that. That's the opening of Han Solo. They're going to have Movies <laughs> in the Park. And... That's not a good move. Toto. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes this a hot take. That's so not a good move. To one go upset, it will tell, keep going further. It's Jurassic Park. Oh, man. They did. Maybe me and the kids would come after Holland Solo. So it's right. <laughs> and it's also the weekend of the first, the last Friday of each month they're going to do They Are Walk Downtown. Yeah. Last year, I didn't make any of them. It's looking good so far this year. Nice. I think I'm actually going to make We don't have year. so much going on. I, yeah, but for whatever reason, last time, it seemed like the last week of every month, there was something going on that Friday night where I was just like, Ugh. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's the last Friday or the first Friday? The last Friday of every month, well, they'll have the art walk. So it's the 25th, and then I'm not going to look at the other ones. but And then, of course, this Friday is, the um, like I said, the first movies in the park. So they got Wonder Woman. Lion King, Jurassic Park. Um, I forgot what another one was. There That's hasn't right. been a lot really. It, so it was a solid release. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, it was a good lineup. When we get a full schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Know. So, yeah. yeah right. My kids are going to the Han Solo. So. Are you going? Yeah. Me, the kids, and my dad. I like it. <laughs> the Star Wars goers. All right. My second hot take. There is a cougar in Washington State that killed a biker a mountain biker, and injured another one. And I just want to say I'm sorry for people's loss. It's a sad situation. But my problem with the thing is the DNR went out and killed the cougar. I don't understand why after an animal kills somebody in the animal's territory, we have to go out and kill the animal. Mm-hmm. It's sort just, of like you're saying is if someone broke into your house, messed up your stuff, or killed you, Probably a bad example, but then, <laughs> but 
We would then kill you again. You would, the animal is just doing what its instincts are telling it to do. Yeah. And I read in the article the the guys did what they were told to do was get off the bikes and stare down the cougar. The cougar I'm, charged, so they hit it with the bikes. It ran off. They got on their bikes and started to go, but the cougar came back. Yeah. And knocked the guy, one guy off his bike, chomped him on the head, and shook him. Mm. And the other guy got away, but he was still injured somehow. Well, and then the cougar drugged the other guy into the woods yeah. to its I'm guessing home. All, all this seems actually like it could possibly happen, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, they're yeah, they're a crazy animal. They're, you have much more experience with small game than anybody, either of us do. So, between the wolf and the, the mountain lion, I mean, they are the ultimate predators. I mean, here in, in North America, yeah. I mean, mountain lion hunts from above. <laughs> they're stealthy. <laughs> a wolf, they hunt together, so you at least you can hear them. But yeah. I mean, mountain lion, yeah, they're a dangerous animal. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw, I think it was on Facebook this weekend, somebody had like two bobcats in a trail. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that was around in Michigan or not, but I did see that. And I was like, that's kind of crazy because I remember there was a time, not too long ago, but they were talking about how there weren't a lot of cats in northern Michigan. Mm -hmm. Or at least maybe it was this urban legend, like we don't have cats, but we do. And then, of course, your annual hunt, isn't it an annual hunt now? Yeah, well. It was. Okay, yeah. it was. Life got way too busy. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> um, you definitely didn't have any problems producing. No. No. Yeah, no, it was. They're there, but, I mean, they're they're regulated, but, I mean, they're, they're a cat. They're stealthy. They're, I mean, they know how to hide. They know how to, I mean, so when you see them, it's, it's a cool, cool occurrence. Yeah. You know. I was telling Brad during that last, I think, I even said this on this podcast here, but the last bad snowstorm we had mm-hmm. in the middle of the morning, I got up and a fox was on my front lawn. Nice. Yeah, my dog was just going ballistic. He just was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Yeah, like, <laughs> I was like, just simmer down. Right. And then the fox took off. But it was a bright red fox. That's awesome. He was probably like, man, I, I, I know. what's going on in the snow? I <laughs> not like, what am I doing? Okay. Yeah. I Why did I get up? <laughs> um. Anyway. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know what to say about that really. They said they were good. they killed the cougar to study it to see why it did it did what it did yeah, again. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't understand why we why that has to happen. I guess why do we have to kill the animal that was just going off instincts of what they want to do in their natural territory? Some of that might just be pure Darwinism. Like, we want to make sure that we get that feeling that we're on top of the food chain. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just telling you probably what some of it is. I got something hot takey, kind of. Right. I saw Deadpool over the weekend. You did? Yeah. I was going to, but that line was outside the building, going around the corner. I was like, I'm going back home. So. It was all right. The best thing about it, if you go see it, and I won't spoil it too much, but um, go and... Make the, the end scene credits after or the after movie credits, the best ones I've seen yet. Of all comic book movies, this one had the best. Scene. Yeah. It was okay. by far the best. Um, have you seen it anywhere yet? No. Okay. Whenever you see it, we'll talk about it. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> right, fair enough. Anything you want to talk? Hot takey. It's gonna be quick. Anything you heard of that you want to get an opinion on? Um, even if it's wrong. 
don't know. Fair enough. Let's, uh, I'll tell you what, we'll segue into getting a little bit, uh, knowing about Jordan a little bit better. All right. Sounds good. So, uh, with us at the kitchen today is, uh, Jordan Siswitz. Jordan, um, I, Jordan and I met through a couple different things, but primarily in your time at Huron. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you helped me with uh, what was our first annual uh, celebrate for a purpose fundraiser for United Way. Mm-hmm. You helped us out that night. And you had a birthday that night. I think you could have a birthday that night. Yeah, it was. There was a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. It was. I just remember looking at you at one point, and it was. I was like, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here. You it's, like a like guarding the wall in the Game of Thrones. You were you stayed right <laughs> to the very end. So uh, yeah. Well, when you got an event like that, it's you know so beneficial. It's it's hard to leave. You know when it. So. And, I mean, looking back at it now, of course, um, there were really only like three or four people that really knew what was going on. Uh, me and you being one of the two main people that knew what was really going on, and I mean there was there were some nerves because I mean it, it ended up being a pretty decent sized event. Oh yeah, there yeah. was yeah a lot of people there. It was it's interesting to see how it's um, grown, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not just my event but other events like it. Um, Rotary does one that's you know we are very similar. In fact, we mirrored ours off the Rotary event. Right on. Um, but. Uh, enough about that. We can always come back to that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so um, you're, are you from Alpena? Uh, originally, no. Excuse me. Uh, so I I guess you could say I'm originally from Mayo. Okay. Um, currently where I work now, my mom and dad uh, uh, had met, and we moved to Ascoda, and then, uh, excuse me, no, we had moved to Lewiston, then to Ascoda, and then up to Alpena. Okay. Um, my dad at that time was working for Glenn, so he was a, one of the managers for Glenn's, and and we used to have two Glenn's in Alpena. Yes. And unfortunately, both of them had closed down, and uh, but we loved the area so much, and uh, it was funny because when I was in third grade, my parents had to convince me to want to move to Alpena. They're like, "Well, you can play hockey." Yeah. And Alpena had hockey. They always had, still do today, but I have a good hockey program. So I was like, "Okay, I'll go." Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's not like I had a choice, yeah. anyways, but. Uh, so yeah, we, from third grade on, I've always lived in Alpena, but originally, I guess you could say I'm from, from Mayo, but, uh, pretty much was raised here in Alpena and, and, um, yeah. So I know you played a little hockey. Yeah. And you're one heck of a golfer. You know, the funny thing is I didn't start playing golf till, uh, after I graduated high school. I'm not surprised to hear that, but from what I know about golf, and I don't know a lot, but I do know this, hockey players are natural golfers that can hit the snot out of a golf ball. It's because of the way you guys start hitting that ball and you keep your hips. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I guess I don't know a hockey player that doesn't play golf. Yeah. You know, and isn't it, isn't terribly bad at it. Yeah. It's that same motion of like, right. Keeping, a slap shot. Yeah. 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 It's amazing. Um, well, you probably know Petey. You know, oh yeah. Yeah, Petey oh, can, yeah. I mean, he can hit the ball a long ways. Yeah. He can, yeah. he can hit the ball pretty far. So, um, yeah. but, uh, did you play college golf? Uh, you, yes, I did. Okay. Um, I was fortunate enough to, the year I went up to college, I went to University of Maine at Fort Kent. You know, they lived right on the border of the United States. Um, 
the St. John River separates the U.S. and Canada. And uh, that year I went out there, they started a college golf, golf program. Okay. So they were looking for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, I'll go try out. Well, luckily enough, there was only six of us that tried out, and so I made it. <laughs> but I was, uh, we actually had a guy at the, the local clubhouse that played um, professional golf, and so I got to know him really well, and he kind of gave me some insights and some things and helped me out with my golf swing and uh, ended up winning a college golf tournament. <laughs> That's amazing. And uh, won it by two strokes, and... It was 32 degrees and snowing in northern Maine, and but I guess and I guess you could say I've won a college golf tournament, but uh, it was a lot of fun. And I actually ended up playing hockey in Canada while I was out there. Okay, uh, played in New Brunswick, in, uh, um, Quebec, in a Monterey League. Got paid to play hockey. So what more can a northern Michigan boy want? Right? Yeah, yeah. it was interesting because when they handed me a check. And everything is, you know, they paid for my hockey skates and my hockey sticks and stuff like that. Yeah. But they're like, oh, no, we're going to pay you to play too. And it's like, what? Like, I'm not that great. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you know, in, in, in Canada, the like Canada's hockey is a different style, but it was really enjoyable. You know, they would bring us beer in the locker room afterwards and, you know, instead of Gatorade, wherever we everyone would celebrate. <laughs> There's many times I was like, yeah, I don't know if like, we can get back across the border, but. When you travel across the border so much, and especially in a small town like that, like, oh, we know you. You guys win tonight? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I've been pretty fortunate. Very, I mean, I guess I'm pretty fortunate to, you know, do what I've been able to do. So, so you went to college, came back to Alpena? Uh, actually, no. So <laughs> I, I graduated uh, with a four-year degree uh, in 2008, and I uh, got a job in Alaska. Nice. Uh, working for the Forest Service out there. So I, uh, after graduation, I spent two weeks in Canada playing golf <laughs> uh, with a couple of buddies. I grew up with Joe Thornton, uh, which is the captain of the San Jose Sharks. And uh, so I spent two weeks playing golf, drinking beer, and you know, just hanging out. And I came home for a couple of days, and I flew up to Alaska for six months and worked out there. And then uh, at that time, I had a, coming towards the end of the summer or whatever, had a job offer in McBain, Michigan, working for a red pine sawmill okay. as a forester. Had the call lined up, like job was sealed. All I had to do is contact the mill when I got back to Michigan. And uh, once I got back here, called them, emailed them, texted them, and never heard a thing. Oh. And so I was like, well, I guess I got to get a job. Yeah. And so at that point, I got a job working for uh, Coca-Cola. Uh, and then the summer after that, Pepsi offered me more money. And then I started with Budweiser because they offered me more money. Mm -hmm. So I worked for Budweiser for seven years. And then, uh, yeah, last spring, I had another job offer. Yeah. <laughs> so that that gives me a lot of good background. Some of those things I didn't know. Um, so then you decided to – I'm absolutely fascinated by there. I have a group of friends. You're in that little basket of people I have that have um, – just put themselves out there and going for it. Well, and I guess I've, I've read and, and looked at successful people, and you have to be all in. If right. you want to be successful and, and you want to chase your dreams, you you have to go. And if you fail, you fail. And you just – I've heard many people talk about it. Like, if you fail, it's just a stepping stone. You just learn from it, and you go – you find another way. So it's 
That's what I do. I just, you're only here once. Yeah. So, so, um, I guess we, let's talk about it. So you got blue collar clothing, yep. <clears throat> the little store in Mayo, yep. and it's sweet. Yeah. Thank um, you. What was that store before you renovated it? So that store was a, so there's actually three of us that, that own that store. Excuse me. Uh, it was a general store that stores from 1931. Yeah. Um, and it was a general store for many, many years. And it is actually today the oldest building still standing on that strip oh, in wow. Mile on 33. So when you go to Mile, you come up the hill and go past the light, we're the oldest building on the right hand side. And uh, when we bought it, it was Clancy's Bargain Cave, which is full of junk 100 <laughs> percent junk. I and mean, you couldn't find an antique in that place, it was just pure junk. And so, uh, it's always been family owned and luckily my buddy, that's one of the other owners, his wife is somehow related to the family. And that's the only way he would let the building go to us was because she was related to the family. Awesome. So yeah, pretty fortunate because five years ago they tried to buy that building and he wouldn't let it go. We, you know, if it wasn't for that building, we wouldn't be in business today because that building fits our, our, um, I don't know what the word would be, but it just fits what we're trying to project. Yeah. You know, it, everything that we've done, you know, that, that building just fitted. Yes, I agree. Being in there, and I remember uh, whether it was Instagram or Facebook or it was when you were um, renovating it and you would be able to kind of follow along with that experience. Mm -hmm. I won't say it was organic. <laughs> I just did. What's wrong with you? <laughs> but um, it was exciting. Yeah. It, this whole purpose and everything behind it was this store is built for the working class for the everyday person that gets up and goes to work every day. We wanted, cause nowhere really in Northeastern Michigan or Northern Michigan in general offered a selection of quality workwear at an affordable price. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we wanted to do. And this, today that's our mission is just to offer quality work, you know, clothing, apparel, accessories, uh, work boots and a price and give the service too. Cause I feel like, in today's world, service has been cut right out. Yeah, I think unfortunately in this price-driven economy, or, yeah, or corporate, yeah, big corporate, you know, that tends to be the what to get to this price, you're gonna have to sacrifice something. Right, you can't have <clears throat> the fifty-dollar boot and still have that great service. So I think that you're right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I think it's another great, I mean, I, I think about that all the time. Like I remember when I used to, when I was training at the shoe store I worked at, um, you put the shoe on the customer. Yep. You know, you get down, get down all fours, you open it up, you, you know, and put it on. And, um, I just don't think you just don't see that. Well, no. I mean, you're lucky you get to even get the sales associate to take time out of his life to go back there, get the shoe for you. Or <laughs> less. I mean, he automatically feels like you've been convenienced his life, but, um, to even just, gets you out of the box. I right. feel like it's a victory. Yeah. So no, that's what we, I mean, one of the biggest things that we, I don't want to say we offer is when you buy a pair of boots from us, we give you a, a free cleaning and conditioning once a month because you're spending a top. I mean, yeah, we don't charge. We charge what everyone else charges, but yeah. you're getting a free conditioning cleaning once a month and you're up to three pairs of laces a year for free. Because we want, I mean, you're spending a couple hundred bucks 
You want your yeah. boots to last. Yeah. We get guys coming out like, oh, my boots only last six months. It's like, that's ridiculous. He spent $200 on them. We want them to last you yeah. two years. Yeah. Yeah, it affects us because, yeah, we, don't, we might not buy a boot from us, but at the end of the day, you get up every day and work hard. We want you to have quality work for you. And, and you want, we want you to have that experience with us. Well, I think <clears throat> you've done very well, and kudos to you with your marketing. Is um you've said here is that you try to market it toward the everyday guy that gets up and goes to work every day, and you've been very smart and not saying that that's uh just the factory worker or the the postman, for example, lack of order, oh, but yeah. someone like Brad or me who by far are not doing manual labor. Um, we both said feels like it's <laughs> <laughs> but um you take the same mentality for someone like Brad who goes Monday through Friday and yeah. to everyday works. And, you know, just because he's crunching it, just knocking in the snot out of an Excel sheet all day long. Right. <laughs> but Unfortunately, I don't get to touch Excel. <laughs> but, uh, um, kind of sad. <laughs> he loves Excel. So, um, yeah, so that I always, um, I do love that about, um, your company and I, I've been experienced. I've been part of your great service. Uh, you got me that coat and, um, I absolutely love it. And I love what you did for me there. Um, it was perfect. Thank you. I mean, and that's what we want to do for everyone. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just a couple of guys that are just like you guys, Yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. but we want to give you the service that you deserve because, and, and I've gotten this more and more as I get older. It's like, Life gets ridiculously fast, and there ain't enough time in a day. So if I can step back and help you out, mm-hmm. then I want to. Yeah. And really what you've done, you just said it, is in the end of the day, it's just a boot or it's just a jacket or it's just a – so, I mean, people can get this stuff whether well, they, they can, want it at Walmart or if they want to go to you know, you know Amazon or wherever they want to go and buy it from, they can. Well, it's hilarious. And I shouldn't say hilarious, but – Carhartt come up to us when we pitched this whole idea. They hadn't opened up a dealer in Michigan in six years. And we're like, hey, we're going to open up one in Mayo, Michigan. <laughs> yeah. One of the poorest counties in the state of Michigan. Yeah. And we're going to rock it. They're like, well, how are you going to rock it? Well, A, we're going to give you an experience. We're going to give you a top-notch service. And we're just going to be like you. We're just going to be like, we are the everyday guy. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan, he works, him and his dad own Woodhaven Log and Lumber. They, they deal with wood every day and they wear Carhartt every day. Right. I mean, they're just we're relatable or not. Yeah. Well, they're, they can give a testimony to the product. Yeah. 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 Um, I've always liked Carhartt. You know, it's been the up and down of watching it. You know, it went gangster for a little while there. And yeah, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is kind <laughs> of. We're hoping. That's our, like, <laughs> tell Carhartt, please don't. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I love the fact that it is a Michigan based company. Yeah, 1889. Yeah. Uh, Hamilton Carhartt out of Dearborn, Michigan. So, fun um, fact about Carhartt. They are the, uh, I don't know, like Levi and like all these big name clothing companies. Mm-hmm. Carhartt is the number one company that still makes the most amount of clothing in America. Wow. Out of any other clothing company. See, that just makes you want to buy more. Doesn't it? Yeah. At least it does to me. Well, it's just, we live in a world today where, yes, some stuff has, it's, it has to be outsourced. Unfortunately, it is. Yeah. And and Carhartt, uh, they have a patent on their cotton. No one else can use their cotton. 
and their string uh, strength. So it's built in uh, Mexico because uh, it can produce it so fast, which, yeah, I mean, they got the proper growing climates. Yeah. Is what it is, you know. But some, we get some guys or gals that just get absolutely butt hurt over it and they just go on and rant and rave about how it's not made in America. It's like, yeah, I tell them all these facts and it's just like, I, <laughs> yeah, that's, I don't know, I guess, um, not a lot of you about trolls. It's just an inevitable part of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you've done a really, another thing I think you've done well, which maybe I've alluded to a little bit, you've actually done a good job of marketing on social media. Thank you. Um, you know, my wife does that for a living. So she's constantly giving me tips or suggestions or just advise me what she's learned. And um, it's kind of been interesting for us. Hot Takes been my first true commercial Facebook experience. So I've I'm done decently maybe marketing my own personal page, mm-hmm. but the algorithm is definitely different for a business page than it is a personal page. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So um I've had to learn that curve and thank God my wife's been there the whole time. So um well, and that's one thing we have a huge advantage over probably seventy five percent of car dealers, red wing dealers, I mean, is we're young. Yeah. We grew up in social media era. Yeah. I th- and the other thing I think you've done, which not everyone gets, and it's probably the benefit of them, is you're very, and we'll probably get into this next segment, you're very, um, very well at media, like videos, recurring mm-hmm. videos. You do a great job of making videos. Yeah. And, of course, that's really what drives traffic on Facebook. And yeah, quality work is... Is is huge. Well, I don't even think necessarily quality work. I look at. I don't know if you saw, but we we pulled a cat of a car the other day at Cofan Shoots. Nice. Some lady was driving down the road. She heard a cat meowing in front of her car. She pulled in. She drove all the way from Rogers City. Really? And I was looking for my service manager. And I was walking the service like, "Hey, where's where's my boss at?" And, you know, I'm just looking for our service manager. And and I saw this girl, and I was like, "It's really weird to see a customer in service." So that doesn't happen very often. It's kind of the no-no area. I mean, people once in a while go back there, but by and large, most people aren't in the service actual wrenching area. Right now, I was like, "Oh, can I help you?" And she goes, "Yeah, man, I think I got a cat in my car." I was like, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah, I drove all the way from Rogers City. I kept hearing it." <laughs> I was like, "Holy cow! Well, what's going on?" And you know, she goes, "Listen, just..." So she pulls her hands out. We all stop talking. I was like, "Yeah," and I was like. Holy cow. So, <laughs> so Stumpy gets underneath there and he starts getting this drill out and he, and he gets it. And I thought for sure, I was like, I'm going to record this because this is crazy. Right. And, um, he pulls the cat out and I thought for sure the cat was going to be hurt or son of a gun that cat lived. And when he pulled that thing out and even now, I think it's like 15,000 people have seen that video of me That's just awesome, man. pulling, have Stumpy pull this cat out from the front of the car. And it's just amazing how, again, it wasn't even shot very good, very just off the cuff. It's relatable. Yeah. And it just caught fire. I mean, it just was everywhere. I mean, like, yeah, but you do a top-notch production job. I think I'm very envious of, I can only imagine how much time it takes. It's, uh, I enjoy. Yes. I mean, some of the photos I'm starting to see, you're, I mean, you can tell that you enjoy it and your quality yeah. photos and stuff like that. It's just a, it's a passion. Yeah. And I fell in love with it a long time ago. My buddy Gary, who does production for a Fox affiliate in Nashville. Okay. Um, 
he roughly told me a long time ago for every minute of production you it's at least an hour of post mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know so every minute of the video you see know that somebody's at least spend an hour on that minimum mm -hmm. and i always think of that anytime you watch you know watch a video like yours i'm like man he just spent a lot of time on this but well it's and it's tough too because i mean there's we only have, there's three owners myself rick and ryan that own um what even log and lumber so they're out there full time so it's pretty much me that runs blue collar <laughs> right so it, there's a lot of hours and mm -hmm. i mean ryan ryan's the same age as i am and, and he's been like a brother to me so i mean our relationship's strong and, and mm -hmm. that's why this business is the way it is but uh yeah i mean it's it's crazy a lot of dedication yeah so but like again the whole purpose is for all this is is for the working class yeah. at the end of the day so what's been your uh High, high point. What have you been? What's been your high five moment for us? It was just recently we had our first episode hit a hundred downloads, and now we actually have a couple that have crossed over on the hundred plateau. So we were, yeah, we were. They're close. Yeah, well, ninety nine and ninety seven, and it will cross over. So yeah, I mean that was kind of our high five moment for us. Uh, yeah. Been, uh, yeah. So what about <laughs> yeah. you? Um, we got a lot of exciting things happening. Um, for blue collar. Yeah, people are jacked up about the blue collar brand in general, but Carhartt's super excited. We've had Carhartt, the head of marketing, uh, the head of men's, uh, head of credit department. Um, we, the owner of Carhartt currently now is like one day we were on fire so much that like he was in circulation within the conversation. Um, same thing with Red Wing, like we're supposed to fly out to corporate Red Wing and. And I think it all helps that we're so energetic about these brands. Red Wing, my gosh, you've been like a, um, almost like a crash cart for them in a way, I would think. I mean, I've known of Red Wing and I know the quality of Red Wing, mm -hmm. but I always, until you came around, I've always thought of a 70 year old man in Red Wing boots. So it's good to see you breathing some life into it for just a younger person. And and that's what kind of what we want to do too, because it's like before all this, I really, I mean, I'm same boat, you know. I bought <laughs> Red Wing too, you know, but it's like, man, like still, there's a lot of boots that are American made. This company's been around since I think it was 1933. I mean, it, it's crazy. I mean, dedication to the working class. Yeah, I always remember the the cool thing about Red Wing. I heard growing up was is like, you know. If your soul came undone or some of that, they'll fix it. You mm -hmm. know, whereas like, you know, you go to Walmart, you buy a boat, and the soul falls off. You just might as well take it, throw it in the garbage, and right. buy another one. But you know, they could. Well, it's the truth. We just don't do it from Walmart. Yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, you know, there's not many companies out there that will just say, hey, you know, we're going to fix it and we're going to make it right. You know, and um, I don't know what you know, but I sold shoes for a long time. Oh, okay, right it was on. a part, a large part of my life. So. Um, the idea that always appealed to me. Yeah. Oh, it's always cool. But, I mean, so if anyone that listens to this that knows how to, or is a shoe cobbler, we're looking for one. So that way we can resole. We want to have that service in-house, you know, because that was one thing that Red Wing did, and they still do at their corporate stores, is they do the cleaning conditioning, and they do the free laces and things like that. But you're spending a lot of money on a pair of boots. We want them to last for you. Yeah. And once you fall in love with your boots, <clears throat> they almost become like your friend. because. Yeah. They work so well for you. Yeah. You know, so we want them to last. I, I promise you to this day, and I tell people this all the time, 
and a couple of the guys I've worked with have come around on this. There's nothing single more important than having a good pair of shoes on your feet. Right. You know, it's your base and everything goes, everything will go yeah. awry just from that one little thing. Well, that's what I tell I mean, guys will come in and say, well, I buy about four pairs of boots a year. It's like, well, hey, you spend just as much if you were to buy one pair. And your back's going to be a lot better shape. Your feet are going to be a lot better shape. You're going to be happier. You know, it's just education. I mean, you just got to, and that's what we want to do. Your feet are happy, your back are happy, you're going to be happier. Yeah. So. Got anything? All right. So I want to kind of do a segment about your video poll thing. Yeah, right on. Because I think that's crazy. So um, we'll talk about that next. Cool. So, uh, you do filming. Yeah, man. Really cool filming. Thank you. Not just an ordinary film. So, I really wanted you to win that Rockport uh, Fresh Takes video. So, when I showed my wife that video and I showed her the other one, she's like, uh, yours is great, totally on point, but the other one shows way more of Albino. I'm coming after those people this year. I'm putting it right here on wax right now. I like it, man. I'm coming out. Well, and I think I well. That's why I've started with the time lapses, right? Okay. I'm saving. These are all things that I'm adding toward. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And as you know, I got my drone. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm coming for them. Good. But it's going to take time because it's a it's you got to it's an aggregate project, right? You got to absolutely get everything and I'm doing it year round because I know I need some stuff with some snow and winter. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and uh, but no, yours was I, I liked yours. Um, well. Not even knowing, but Mary Beth—that's like one of our favorite favorite spots, like in Opeen County. But I love Rockport. Yeah, I love how you can go and lose <clears throat> cell phone service and disconnect. In the life I live, it's it's so busy that when I can go out there, it's just like okay, all I hear is nature, and I'm just you know one with nature or whatever. And so I was like, you know what? You know, in the description or whatever for that video contest, it was like you know. Oh, I can't remember. But anyways, I felt like going out there, you can be one with solitude. You know, you're mm -hmm. just reconnecting and stuff like that. And I shot that in like five hours in like minus 15 degree weather. And I was afraid I was going to run out of battery life. And all the equipment fog up and that when you bring it all inside yeah. and everything. I know. I've So I'm fortunate enough. I've been blessed. I got some high-end camera gear. Yeah. Um, Work my way to to get it or whatever, but I mean I got some some good stuff. So I mean I knew that as long as I can keep my batteries warm, I should be good. <laughs> Battery life is crucial. So I think I said, did you have like a class you took that kind of walked you through that whole thing, or so this whole passion started way back when I was a little kid for outdoor filming. Um, a lot of people that might listen to this might remember Real Tree Monster Mo Monster Bucks. Okay, yep, yep. Bill the videos we used to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah the VHS tapes. Yeah. Well, every Sunday we would watch those as a family. My, my dad, my brother, and I would always watch Real Tree Monster Bucks and other hunting shows and things like that. Well, to me, it was awesome to see the Monster Bucks being shot, but to me, it was, man, that was an art how that camera guy got that on film. Mm -hmm. It's hard enough to kill one by yourself, but then you had another guy in the tree with a camera arm and a giant camera to capture all that and, and be successful at it. To me, was 
a challenge I wanted to yeah. <laughs> And so over the years, whatever, we started filming hunts when I was 13, 14. I would always remember taking a camera in the woods, and, you know, just me and my buddies and just going out and being entertaining, whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then I, after college, whatever, I was like, you know what? I kind of want to take this serious, you know. And I had, at that point, I had started the extreme predator hunt, uh, a statewide predator hunting competition I, you know, ran. And, and I wanted to give my supporters and, and, and everyone that had given to this tournament more than just the average hey, I'll post this up on social media. I wanted to give you commercials. I wanted to give you product photos. I wanted to give you. So I knew I had to up my game. And so Tom Petrie and uh, there's, I guess Tom Petrie really stood out to me because he was a guy that worked for Campbell Cameras, which um, he worked there for quite a few years. And he was just a guy that ran the video schools and was very knowledgeable about video, outdoor videography and, and, and cameras in general. And just, to me, was a down to earth guy. Well, after a while, uh, Campbell's had, uh, sent us all a letter saying they were going to be going out of business. Well, Tommy went out on his own and started filming the hunt schools. And so, you know, again, following Tom was like, you know what, if I'm really going to do this, I need to go to the schools and really, cause it's more than just learning. It's networking. You're you doing, went all in. I went out and yeah. I spent, I don't know, I think in one year I spent six grand on schooling. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, it shows. Your, your production quality and value is, you're right up there. With, I mean, the only person I can think of about to have had Zach. You know, Zach does a really good job, too. Yeah. Um, but Absolutely, you, yeah. I mean, but you guys are kind of doing two, two totally different things, mm-hmm. right? I mean, so um, Zach's stuff's really cool. I, yeah. I, I enjoy Zach. Zach's kind of like you. Zach's kind of on it, you know what I mean? He's just like, you know what? I'm going to make movies. Kind of, yeah. Fuck it. You know what I mean? And just like... <laughs> And, but you have to understand, I mean, that, that's crazy, right? I mean, because here's a guy in northern Michigan. Yeah. You know, our population is 10,000 in the town. And he's just like, you know, I'm going to make movies. And he's done a killer job at it. Yeah. Zach's yeah. Done, I mean, I remember when this whole the Micro Adventures came out, I was like, you know what? Kudos to that guy yeah. for jumping into the water and just going for it. Yeah. And it's perfect. It is. And it's at the right time where yeah. people are kind of like, into that type of thing mm-hmm. and um you know people always people have t- called me and asked me like hey you have all this footage you should do something with it but i don't have the time and i haven't stored a lot of it you know because i don't have an external and mm-hmm. um but it's just i've clouded a lot of the stuff of course but it's just my clouds just jam-packed full of bs because you know what i have this great idea there's this video of a guy running through the cities of detroit at Christmas time in an elf suit. Nice. And he's got a scarf and he runs through and he's and it's time lapse some of it and different things of it. And I've wanted to do that for about five years with Brad right through Alpine at Christmas time. That'd be awesome. Oh and but I've just <laughs> haven't had first of all, it's a time issue mm-hmm. of him and I creating the time. Mm-hmm. The second of all all I have is time. So. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I, well I'm not I'm getting there is that it has to be done at the right time right. and what i mean like so you there's it has to be done early enough in the morning where the traffic isn't bad but late enough but early sorry has to, but late enough there's there's light right and in the winter time in michigan that's like 8 30 so we have like a half hour window to, that would have to be done this you'd have to wear the same outfit three or four days in a row and we'd have to just 
he wouldn't be able to run through the whole run like that right. guy did. And I don't think he really did the whole run on one day either. It would have to be over a couple of days. Yeah. Are you doubting my skills? No, I'm not going to your skills. I'm talking about I know I know the post end of this. I, I'm I'm thinking more like the editing, you know, and everything that goes yeah. on. So I gotta know from a camera guy. What, are you shooting with your video? Are you in Sony or are you Panasonic right now? I am a Sony guy. Okay, I was a Canon guy for a long time. I think Canon f photography wise, you can't. It's right up there. Yeah. No, Canon glass is phenomenal. Canon, yeah, photography wise. Then again, Nikon is really yeah. good photography because you, I think that you can use a, if it, the lens is from like 19, let's say the lens is from like 1985 and you can put it on today's body, still has the same mount, you know, yeah. Canon has different mounts, Sony has different mounts. I mean, so like, I think Nikon's the only one that has the same mount that you can put on the same lens from whenever. So, so you shoot like an A? I shoot an uh, A7S. Two, or yeah, A7S2, um, low light capabilities for outdoor filming is there's nothing, can, yeah, there's nothing can, can be there. Zach likes he's a Panasonic, so he's a GH5, GH4 yep. guy, yeah, and he's all about 4K, 5K, you know, yeah, which again, you know, yeah, my, mine well shoot for 4K up to 60 frames per second, yeah, yeah, but I shoot, I shoot a lot of 1080 high frame rate. In cinematic films, you show a lot of slow motion. Yeah, so if you go 120, you'd be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I and I love slow motion. Yeah, it just adds so much more to the story. Yes. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the story. Yeah. Yeah. So you've done a couple of videos, and I know just recently you went out last year. Was it yeah. last fall or last winter? Or? So yeah, going through all these schools and and so on and so forth. Um, I went to, to two schools and I went to their online school and at their uh, June field production course, which is coming up uh, at the end of class, we're all shooting our bows and stuff like that. And one of the instructors like this, he's like, Hey, you should come out West with us and film with us. I'm thinking to myself, like, you want me to film with you for the sportsman's channel? Like I'm just some <laughs> no name from Northern Michigan. <laughs> like, and you want my, and then he's like, yeah, Jason Madsinger. So I don't know if anyone knows Jason Madsinger. He, to me, he is one of the top, if not the best, outdoor producer okay. in the hunting industry. I admire his work. He's just a guy that I've always looked up to. Same thing with Tom Petrie. He's, and I was going out with Tom. Yeah. Tom was one of the instructors. And I was like, and, I, and it was kind of, when we were walking back up the hill, he was like, and I just took it as like, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, like, you should come over for dinner sometime. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Well, then I got a phone call two weeks later after the school. He's like, and Tom had called me. He's like, yeah. He's like, you want to go out to Montana and I'll come with us and film? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so last September, I was fortunate enough. We went on, and it turned out to be, I mean, it was the dream team we had myself, uh, Justin Mueller uh, from Minnesota, which he's an intern for Become One and Film the Huns. Uh, and then Nick and Tom were the hunters. And then we had Jason Madsinger in camp with us. Uh, Sam Soholt, which is, he's a professional outdoor photographer. And he was in camp for a couple of days. And then um, Lance uh, Giroff, which is one of Jason's buddies. I mean, we had the stellar team out there to hunt elk. And uh, if anyone's watched the Sportsman Channel or watched Become One, everyone knows that 
we were unsuccessful <laughs> at shooting an elk. Uh, but Nick did shoot his first mule deer out there. But the experience and everything that went down, I mean, we were in elk every day. And for us not to come out with an elk is, is tough. But at the same time, I don't think anyone could ever experience what we experienced out there. I think not coming away with the elk, at least in my opinion, made it 10 times more authentic than it could have ever been even if you would have had a trophy one. Because how many times do you go out and hunt and you come back empty? Probably 90% of the yeah, time. Yeah, I mean, and that's what it's about. Yeah. I mean, like, so I to, to be able to do that, film that experience and show that, I, I just thought it was awesome because so many times it's just all about this once-in-a-lifetime kill you see or just this, you know, unrealistic kill that for the most, for the average hunter, it's like, wow, that's awesome, but they're probably never going to have that. Or if they do get that opportunity, it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Right. Whereas you guys were able to actually really film more of an authentic experience. Like, hey. We did all this and we tried, but. And we were fortunate enough too, because like, A, for me, it was the dream. Like, and I told Tom and everyone else, like, if I never film a hunt again, like, I've completed. <laughs> I've completed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I move on, like, because I got to film with Jason Madsinger and I got to take photos of him. And, I mean, to be in the presence of these people that you look up to mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Like, yeah. And so. I'm very fortunate to be able to, go, to even be asked to go on to this and then be able to be in the situation that I did. I mean, I, I filmed my first, I remember the first time, it was the first morning that we actually went out hunting. And it was late in the evening. It was snowing in September, September 10th, I think it was, snowing in Montana. And uh, we had been caught, uh, basically getting ready to go back to camp, but we had cow called a little bit and this elk had bugle across the canyon. And we're like, oh, whatever, you know, hey, bugles, we're going to try and go after them. And it was probably about 45 minutes before we could get them to, to commit. Well, the, the calf had come up, and she got to about 20 yards really thinking to myself, like, man, we're going to get busted by this calf. And then next thing you know, Tom's like, here he comes. And he's out there about 200 yards. And I remember framing him up perfectly and, and uh, in focus and bugling. And I remember myself, I was like, I was recording and everything. I was like, that's the shot. <laughs> and it ended up being one of the opening shots for the TV show. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those moments in life where you're just like, you're just there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was, it was, I'll never forget it. That's never awesome. forget it. Yeah. So it was very so, fortunate. So are you going back out? Yes, we are, we're actually going back out. <laughs> uh, Nick and Tom both drew uh, elk tags against Montana. So we're going back out for, um, I can only go out for two weeks, okay. You know, because of the business. Yeah. Um, but they're gonna be out there for three weeks, so we're hoping to shoot an elk. And so I'm selfish. When are you leaving? I think around September 10th. So September 19th is my United way. Of I know I'm gonna miss it again. Ah, Steve. Well, let's go there. All right. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. But I mean, if I could have someone miss it for the right thing, oh, that would no. be it. So I was wrong too awesome. because I got to miss out last year. And I was like, uh, oh. so, no. I like I said, I'm selfish. But um, I, you were there for the first one, and we got some stuff this year. We're gonna try, and I think. I always feel like events like these, in order to keep them fresh, kind of have to kind of reinvent it as you go along the way. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to try to do a couple things this year that I think hopefully will. I, 
you know, with, the thing with these fundraisers is I've gone enough to them where it's kind of the same thing every time. People just, you know, you already know you're going to be spending money because it's going to donate to a great cause. Right. But, but as we've talked about, if you can give people a fun experience where they're like, man, I'll tell you what, if they were to do that tomorrow night, I'd be, <laughs> I would go again. Um, so that's what we're, we, we, did, we did a good job of that the first year. I think the last year we kind of just rested, I don't want to say rested in our laurels, but we took the comfort in the fact that we finally knew what we were doing. <laughs> so this year I think we're going to tweak a couple of things, make it a little more fun, a little more of an experience, and hopefully that will um, you know. Karaoke? Man, I tell you what, well, that would be karaoke sweet. will be open for you if you want to sing Stroke It. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> so, because um, that... I mean, I run the thing. So if you want to have it, I'll make it happen. If I, you I, have I, karaoke, I guarantee I, I, will I can get Randy and Chris will play Stroke It. I will have a band for you there. <laughs> I don't need a band. I just need that machine. All right. I'll get the machine. <laughs> it's going to happen. No one's going to listen. Look, people oh, will listen only two once times. Once that music starts, yeah. everybody will drop what they're doing. Oh, right. I can just hear it now. Oh, man. That's amazing. Everybody just stops what they're doing and looks on the stage. That's right. Oh, Yes. So I've noticed when you do these things, a lot of people like to talk through them. People aren't, especially in these beer tasting. People are talking like you and I haven't seen each other for six yeah. months. And yeah. we're like, oh, my God, catch it up. And somebody's up there talking. We're not listening to them. So yeah. the two things people quiet down for are grace mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and 50-50 drawings. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the two times people are respectful. It's for Jesus and, and the $500 yeah. money, which Brad was last year. So. <laughs> Uh, I don't pay for our experience. Yeah. So. so when I looked at that ticket last year, I was like, the number and Brad's like, hey. like oh. I was so happy. And then I was like, I'd be professional if someone went out of the window. I was yeah. so happy my best friend won this. And then it like, dawned on me like, oh, wait a minute. I yeah. probably shouldn't be behaving this way. And I was like, oh, yeah. yeah. So all right. But anyways. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, i uh definitely jealous of your video making abilities but, and don't be jealous i mean just it's just uh you're you're not far out it's just well there's time. a learning curve I mean, yeah i mean and people unfortunately don't want to want to learn i think the the sad thing i found out about it is the equipment doesn't make the photographer mm. but it helps yes it does in today's <laughs> well in today's day and age yes it helps. yes back where technology wasn't as advanced it took the person behind the camera yeah it it's kind of upset me a little bit because some of the stuff I like to do I'm I really don't want to get them doing I just enjoy taking pictures really neat pictures and um, it's true that I could probably do it just as much on my iPhone probably mm -hmm. but some of that stuff and as I've gotten into it and realized what does what and what what this is supposed to do and why it, it exists like why we have a longer one why we have a shorter one why we have different focal lengths apertures and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and it's made me understand, like, hey, yeah, it, I don't have to have it. I sure could probably get by with my iPhone, but. There's an appreciation, though, and when you learn that, you can understand it. I was just um, featured for Northwood and um, this video, and um, they had all these cameras and everything. And I get there, and I, and I had my backpack with my camera and all my nice. stuff, too. And I get there, and I put it down, and. I'm like, oh man. And I, first thing I noticed is because my tripod just broke. And I have a pricey tripods. And I've been, I've only bought cheap tripods, $20, $30 tripods. Yeah. Lot. 
And I was like, it's time to buy, buy a tripod. Mm-hmm. And I knew I probably wanted to get like a maybe a nice Manfrotto one. Yep. And I saw the price. And I was like, piss on that. I'm not spending $500, $300 on a tripod. I'm just not doing it. I just can't. I'm just at this point in my life. Yeah. And um, I get there to this photo shoot, and they have two like $1,000 tripods. And I'm like, this is freaking legit. Like, I knew right then and there that these people meant business. I thought maybe this would be like a little, hey, we're just going to take a picture and maybe take a talk on this iPhone. Right. I've done that for him before. Yeah. This was full production value. And, yeah. Um, I was like, okay, I see, <laughs> I see, see where we're at here. Yeah. And I was just looking at the camera they were using. I was talking with the guys and they had gimbals and they were walking all around us and doing all these crazy things. And, um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's neat how that all works out. It's expensive and yeah, video production is very expensive. And then, like when you are a private consultant, you put in an offer to someone, they're like, "You want to charge me what?" Yeah, it's like you have no idea what I have. Yeah. A and to my video editing software, my production, you know, equipment, and then my time. Yeah, to understand all this. Yeah, it's worth. It's worth. <laughs> I know. I really want to do a, a video for the event. But the problem is when you're trying to raise money, $500, well, I can totally think it's worth it and probably need to do it this year, but $500 is like, you know, 5%, 6% of what we've fundraised. I yeah. mean, that's, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So, and then that can go toward, you know, especially when we get, like we did the 100 Heroes where we're, you know, $9,500, and we're only $500 away from our goal. The, yeah, first thing, the first thing that always goes in my head is like, well, dumbass, maybe you shouldn't have spent $500 doing Blah 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 blah, you know, but that hundred dollar hero. So that was that's Allison. That was sweet. She was smart. She's that was marketing whiz. Yeah, that was all right. So let's get into our five that's live and get Brad back in this. I like that. He's like, Brad's got a sweet sweatshirt on. Yes, Brad, where'd you get that sweatshirt at? I got it at the basket case last year during the sidewalk sales. And when I can weave into that, you know, it looks like a perfect sweatshirt that a girl would steal. What? Yeah, and the reason I say this is because every podcast I work in with a way of we're trying to find Brad a girlfriend. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's what I was saying. So if you're a girl and you really would like a nice, comfortable sweatshirt, it is a nice sweatshirt. Brad's got one already ready for you to steal. So because that's what girls do, right? They steal. Yeah, they, yes, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're married, so you well, well know. Where it. Last night was a perfect. Hey, can you tell me one of your t-shirts? Got <laughs> <laughs> a dresser full. No, yeah, why? So. It's something you have to look forward to. You're probably okay with that. Whatever. That's <laughs> fine. Yes, I'm looking forward to Yes, that. that's what I want to hear. All right. All right. So we're going to jump right into our final segment, kind of. So we're going to do two five sets lives. Special treat for the people. So, because one I said the last weekend, I kind of leaked it or whatever I said. So, <laughs> kind of got to deliver on that. But we still wanted to do the one that we talked about with Jordan because I enjoyed that one too. So, they were top five golfers. You're a big golfer guy and I like it. So, um, go ahead. All right. Number five is Angel Cabrera. I don't know why I've been obsessed with this guy. We were right on. He was my one of my master's picks. Yeah. Okay. Shit the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> episode two, we did a master's episode, Eric Granada. Yeah. Yeah. Eric yeah. Golf Pro. 
And um, Brad talked about his Angel Cabrera. I think you just like Angel. I think so. I think that's what it is. It's like Angel, Angel. Yeah, but I think it's sort of like Jesus. <laughs> so, it's the Catholic. Home yeah, <laughs> I like it. Number five for me. It's kind of like the same reason for you. My f- number five favorite golfer of all time right now is Keegan Bradley. And I'm only liking Keegan Bradley because he wears Jordan golf shoes. And oh, he, he was, does, does he? he? was kicking Jordan golf shoes way before they ever got into it. Yes. He would, they would send them, and he would have these special mm-hmm. ones made. Mm-hmm. And I would, Eric and I would always send them back for each other, like, oh, my God, look what he's wearing today. So, yeah. Yeah. 100%. They are pretty nice. He will always be there unless somebody else decides to <laughs> pick up this golf. Because ever since he stopped angering that putter to his body, he's yes. not has been as good. No, so. no. Yeah. Well, he needs to get over that. Uh, so my number five is Jason Duffner, the Duff. Uh, I just enjoy his style of golf. Uh, he's not one of the top guys that win a whole lot of tournaments, but um, – as a chubby guy, I automatically root for Duffner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of it was kind of sad to see his whole Masters thing get taken away by his personal drama, mm-hmm. like with mm-hmm. him. And you could tell that the way it was set up, you, everybody was right and everybody was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then you could tell that he probably had some fault to it. His family had some fault to it, and so you only could believe half of whatever it was saying. Absolutely. And, it was kind of sad because, I mean, to win a green jacket, you know. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. Yeah. And to kind of have that be talked about just as much the next day as you putting the green jacket on, it was kind of disappointing. Yeah. 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 But, yeah, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Jason. Yeah. He's a Georgia Bulldog? Or yeah. No. no. He was for a year, and then he went to a junior college or some of that, and then he just totally rocked that shit out. Yeah. Just, like, dominated it. Ones. <laughs> Number four is Ricky Fowler. Mm. I think it's just a Puma thing. Yeah. Yeah. Ricky I'm sort of a Puma fan. It's, yeah. He is a golf boy, so automatically he's <laughs> in my realm. He was on my radar, yeah. but it really came down to a whole bunch of things for me, and you'll figure this out as I can talk about it. Ricky Fowler, definitely solid pick. Yeah, I like it. If you went all golf boys here from the rest of the way out, I would be really excited. I didn't. But. <laughs> well, that's good because this segue is perfect for my number four one. My number four is a golf boy, Bubba Watson. So oh, good old Bubba. Well, I like two things about Bubba. First of all, my favorite thing about Bubba is he's a crier. So we love crying here at this podcast because Brad's a crier. Nice. That's so, all right. And ladies, if you're looking for a nice, in-touch, emotional man, I promise you Brad is that guy. So I like it. Um, but Bubba, I don't know if you ever saw that video. It was just like a year ago. They were talking about all the things he's donated with his money. Mm-hmm. Keeps going back to his hometown. And every time he would, he must have talked to like six different places that day, to six different like, you know, press conferences. And each time he cried at each one. And it was just amazing. It wasn't just a little cry. It was, yeah, like, it was just it was so much, like, just like, oh my God, I love this guy. And most importantly, he's a lefty. Yes. So, yeah. I'm and lefty's lefty. always hit along. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Adam Scott. Yeah. yeah. You got Adam Scott's hairdo, so I can understand yeah. that. <laughs> well, in my mind, if there is a perfect golf swing, Adam Scott has it. I think he's struggled also with anchor. Yeah. Taking it away. Well, he can, yeah, he really can't play. Yeah. But he's got a great golf swing. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, man, that's really changed the landscape of the PGA. Yes. For certain people. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. The anchor is to me, it's not traditional golf. I mean, traditional golf, but you had your regular, I mean, your regular putter, and you just figured out how to put the ball in the hole. Yeah. Eric would practice with a anchor. Okay. Just because he get the motion, the motion yeah. to that timing of his hands, and yeah. then he would go and then he would let's say hit if he had a hundred golf balls of putting, I think he'd do like twenty with the anchor, yeah, and then he'd do eighty, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. Number three, my number three is your number four, Bobolasin. Yes, we've gone over it. It's mostly because he's a crier, and I do like the pink driver. So. Yes, yeah, yeah so, absolutely. Yeah. Maybe next week when we talk about the walls, I think we can find you a pink driver. Maybe. Be big. <laughs> so this could have been my number one favorite golfer, but common sense prevailed. So um, Anthony Kim is my number three favorite golfer. <laughs> <laughs> so like, um, I don't care if he doesn't golf anymore and, and he's just drinking beer by the side of his pool with his boys yeah you know, i think i swear i think when his bank count hits zero he's gonna go out golf another year let it fill back up yeah. and then he's gonna go like okay i'll see you guys later i got yeah. money for me and my boys for another decade <laughs> <laughs> so he's um, still getting paid so oh yeah i mean yeah. um there's not many and i guess we could probably talk about this some other podcast but there's not many positive asian role models out there it seems like in the world so if i can find one i latch right onto him like, right on. Last year we had uh, what was last week? Last week was pet peeves. Oh, pet peeves! No, it's oh, it's the coming up one with um, Michelle McEwen. We were talking about our one with Michelle in two weeks top pop culture heroes. Oh, pop culture heroes! Nice. And there's an Asian reference in that one too. So anytime <laughs> I can sneak it in there, I grab it and I run with it. So Steve uh, loves Asians. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, number three. Uh, number three for me is Bobby Jones. We're going back. I mean, what are you going to say? I, yeah, to me, I mean, the guy had an, an eye, and obviously he won golf tournaments, but, I mean, he's part of the greatest golf tournament there is on earth today. And yeah. He, he, he helped develop the Masters. He was co-founder of the Masters. Um, fortunate enough to play a couple, I mean, a couple of his golf uh, um Courses, I mean, so I mean, the guy's got an eye. He was definitely, I don't know enough about golf, but I feel comfortable saying he was definitely one of the first people, I think, one of the first golfers to help design courses. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That yeah. really played, that really put a lot of thought into like, you know, shots and, and yeah, you know, like different club selection. Skill, yeah, different skill levels. Yeah. 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 All right, before I do my number two, I just want to say, I'm old school with the paper. You two have got your phones. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that. I, and what Brad has, and he's behind him. I got a list. Brad's got a notebook. He's, got, he's kept these post-its of all these different things, which I absolutely adore. Um, anyway. Really, for me, it's just more of a storage issue. Like, I don't want to have to carry anything more with me than I have to. Your hands were full when you came in. I know, they were. <laughs> Most of it was beer. But, but anyway. Number two is Arnold Palmer. He's one of the greats, and the best thing about him is he has a drink named after him. Yeah. Tea and lemonade. The Arnold Sports Palmer. Center commercials mm -hmm. with Arnie making an Arnold Palmer mm -hmm. in front of whoever it was. Maybe Stewie? Uh, Scott Van Pelt, I think. Maybe. It was definitely SVP because he's a big yeah. golf guy. 
It's awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know if you remember Dennis Davina at the River's Edge. Oh yeah, yeah. Golf yeah. Dennis has got some great Ernie stories. Yeah. And um, man, I can tell you what, if I could, I'd have Dennis come on this podcast and we would just hit play and record and just let him go for an hour. So the stories are amazing. That's awesome. Just amazing. I mean, that era of people, like it's I'm jealous of like that Frank Sinatra time in the mm -hmm. movie, like where mm -hmm. he's like you know, and he was telling me, like, I was golfing with President Ford on Mackinac Island, you know, and just, you hear just stories and the way he tells them, and you can just, you know, and he's like, I remember one time Arnie called me, and I would never thought Arnie would ever call me, and called, and the wife was like, Arnie, Arnie's on the phone, I'm like, yeah, hang up on him, I ain't, ain't, you know, it ain't Arnie, and then something like that, you know, just weird stuff like that, you know, just like, it's just crazy stories, you know, but, you know. Dang. Yeah. Um, <laughs> number two, right? Yes. Number two for me is obviously probably the greatest golfer of all time. It could be argued. It could be argued. Arguably, yes. So it's Jack. Jack. Jack's number two. Yeah. So you're you guys probably are figuring out what my number one is. Probably your number one. Yeah. Do we all have three that's the same number one? Probably. That's amazing. <laughs> and that's good. So that I think that really drives home a point of what yeah. we could all talk about that. Um maybe I should have taken Jack just for arguing the number one. So mm. Jack's my number two. Or you could definitely argue with the greatest golfer all time. More majors than anyone. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jack's my number two as well. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for the back, Tiger. Tiger would have surpassed many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And whatever else went on in his life, it is what it is. But I feel like if Tiger would have stayed healthy. Tiger's biggest fault. So I think we could all agree with Tiger's number one. So yes. just yeah, kind of, Tiger's number yes, one. Yes, Tiger's number one. <laughs> All great people when they're good, somebody like Tiger is and Kobe, Jordan, mm -hmm. LeBron are obsessive. Mm -hmm. That's what makes them so good. Mm -hmm. And Tiger was almost so obsessive that, you know, when you hear the stories about him training with seals, shit like that, it's like, what the hell are you training with a seal for when you're a golfer? Like, you did not need to be doing that. Right. That's how you got hurt, which is exactly what caused him to get hurt. But it's part of it. Yeah. The golf clubs of the head probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, all these things. <laughs> That's amazing, by the way. <laughs> like, if you're going to have what have happened to him, it is so fitting that the woman, your woman, comes after you with a golf club and chases you down with a golf club. Yeah, it's pretty big. I wonder, did it have the head cover on it? <laughs> was the tiger head cover on it when she was trying to <laughs> smash? Well, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, 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 what if she would have grabbed a Scotty? Like, whoa, put that down. You can grab any club you want. Put the nah. Scotty down, put it back in the bag. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, but to me, yeah, tiger... I've watched him play live. His determination and his focus level is a hundred times more than any other player I've ever watched. His, I don't know. And, but today, he's way more engaged, way more fun on the course, way more conversational. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if he just stepped back and enjoys the game more or what, but I think there's a whole bunch of things that. 
a lot more than when he was so determined, so focused. Kobe is that way too. Mm -hmm. You know, people talk about the the last three years of Kobe. They wish they would have had him the whole time. Yeah, you know, and, and you wonder if if Tiger would have been this way during his back in his two thousand run. Mm. You know, how much more likable would he have been and more marketable? But he probably wouldn't have been. That narrow would focus. Would have been great. No, he probably wouldn't have been, right? right? That's the honest truth. It was all business. I am here on a business trip. Right. I don't have time to talk to people. I don't have time to shake hands, sign autographs, all those things that you want me to do. And he did do them, but it was begrudgingly he did them. Right. Whereas now it's like. People were scared of him back then. Now they're like buddy, buddy. Right. I think I think he'll still beat Jack. Man, he's three away. He, the I still am. The PJ needs him. Yes. Yeah. So bad. You see it now more than ever. Mm -hmm. I mean, a, a tenth place, twelfth place Tiger Woods. And I I know people still to this day get mad. Like I don't know why they're following the twelfth place golfer around when you know Jordan Spieth. 15 under and he's winning and you, they should be showing him. I really don't care. I don't want to watch Jordan Spieth. No, I love Jordan Spieth. So the 12th place I got golfer it. moves the needle. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about money. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, everyone, <clears throat> loves, our society loves to come back and it could be one of the greatest, biggest comebacks of all time. If he somehow can piece this together, I don't, it'll be interesting to see with a couple of made, you know, the majors coming up. British Open, some it's been a very hit and miss tournament for him. Yeah, but yeah. when he's still got the uh, um, with the players. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see how he does with those, and it'll be. I also want to see if he's going to golf the next a little bit more than he has because he put some FedEx points together, and maybe. Let's yeah. I mean, he's going to play next weekend. Um, so super excited about that down in Ohio. Yeah. So, and if he can put together some, you know, you never know what could happen at the end of the year. I think once he gets the ball rolling, gets that win, I think it'll take just that first win. I think next year will be the big year for him. Yeah, it's not going to be this year. This year is more of a learning ex learning well, experience for him. It's like I, I, it's just mm -hmm. like anybody else when they, you know, step. We're seeing it with Steph Curry with his knee right now. You know, like. He's doing great, and he has these awesome moments with flashes of brilliance, but you can definitely tell he's just not 100%. Whether it's just he's not confident in the knee or whether he's still hurting a little bit or you just don't know. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing more than I want to see that. There's nothing more than I want to see Tiger Woods win a Masters. Yeah. One more because it kills me to see him hit the ball into the water two days in a row at the Masters this year. And at the uh, U.S. Open. Yeah, and at the U.S. Open. On, yeah, Sunday. Yeah. I actually, yeah. we were talking about the U.S. Open. I was excited that, though, because, you know, the past five years, first of all, Tiger's not even in that spot. Mm -hmm. And second of all, if he is in that spot, he's not going for it. Right. He's laying up. Yeah. So the fact that he felt comfortable enough to say, hey, I have a chance of winning this, and I need to do this, and I can do it. That was a big, big step. Forget that and then work out. Right. That's, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. Because the conversation of him saying, you know, five years ago, it was, well, he's not even relevant. He's out of it. He's not even close to it. And even if he needed that shot, he doesn't have it in his bag. He's going to have to lay up and then we're going to, you know. But the fact, like you said, he's like, well, give me the club. Yeah. 
Well, so, and for him to even record the fastest club at speed on tour this year is pretty remarkable. His obsessiveness has gotten to where he's at again. Mm-hmm. It's in a different way, but you don't go through everything he's had to retool your swing, go through the surgery, the rehab, blah, 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 without being that still same obsessive yeah. person. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do another top five. I only have four, so I'm going to make up the fifth one when you get done. So our next five are top five guilty pleasures. All right. I like it for you. I've changed my number Ooh, five. Oh, I got a fifth one. Good. I've changed my number five. It was spying owls, but that really isn't a guilty pleasure. So I changed it to, to Saul and Hostel movies. Nice. I don't know why, but when those things are on, I'm watching it. Allison hates Hostel. You know, when Allison first started dating, she loved horror movies. And I don't, I think it's when you get older, a certain sense of mortality comes about you. Like, Maybe that actually could happen to me, <laughs> which she's kind of gotten to. She cannot stand horror movies now. She's like, I'm out. I don't want nothing to do with them. And Hostel especially is one of the first movie, horror movies we watched together. Even to this day, she's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah, it still makes me cringe. But it's, it's addicting for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Even in Hostel 2 where the guy slashes the guy's Achilles. I mean, I've gone through a ruptured Achilles, so I sort of know what's going on there. I still got to watch it. It's weird. How's that feel, you dirty son of a gun? No. <laughs> so number five for me, definitely a guilty pleasure. I'm so glad I thought of it, is buying a new pair of shoes, pulling out that first piece of stuffing and smelling them. Oh, really? Nothing better in the world than smelling a new pair of shoes. I do that every time I buy, buy a pair of shoes for myself. Um, I worked at Foot Locker for, God, a long, long time. And right. I went through their training program, did a whole bunch of stuff. But, um, yeah, to this day, buying a new pair of running shoes or a pair of Jordans and pulling that first – open that box, pull that first piece of stuffing out and smelling them. Oh, my God. I have never done that before. Oh, it's that glue. <laughs> it's really the glue is what you're smelling right now. Right so, right anyways. Uh, so, no, my number five is, is, is like, war movies. Nice. I get addicted to like uh, this last week I was at staying over a mile. Like movie was about the Holocaust and like the war, you know the the war and everything like that. It's, I get sucked right in. Yeah. You know. Brad loves Schindler's List. It was one of his top movies for a short period of time in his life. It's more Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we love Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. When we were soldiers is good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. Her roommate was watching Wind Talkers earlier than I. Really nice. Nice. It's a good movie. It's not bad. Yeah. All right, number four. Uh, number four for me is Naked and Afraid on the Discovery Channel. Oh, Brad. <laughs> I don't know That's why. That's good. Fair I, enough. I just I've got to watch it when it's on. I think reality. TV I think I, I think I just like the survival shows. Yeah. Big Brother could probably be on this for me because it's definitely a guilty pleasure. <laughs> we, I mean, I don't know if he knows, but Brian and I love Big Brother. Like, nice. To the point where we text each other the day before, during, after. Like, um, We've done everything but do fancy pools where we take the <laughs> thing on. We break it down. <laughs> and and, oh, and I think we enjoy talking bad about the people we hate more than actually the people we like. So um, my number four for me, my one of my favorite things is I always like to try in summer to keep my lawn mowed or during the wintertime keep my driveway shoveled. Mm. And I love judging people that don't. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so like when I mow my lawn, 
and then we drive down the road. I love it. I'll, just, I'll, look at, I'll tell you, they also look at that guy. I mean, come on. Show your driver. But I only like to do it after I've done mine. So, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, so uh, I have a serious addiction when I go to golf courses. I have to buy something from the pro shop. Nice. Yeah. I could be expensive probably. Yeah, times. it is. Yeah, especially when you play like treetops and forest dunes and like high end. Because like, like we'll play like charity golf tournaments and it's just like I walk in like, oh, I guess I need something from here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, you should. My, one of our good friends that has a golf outing June 9th. Um, Jeff Wallace outing it's at River's Edge she put a team together yeah, yeah it's absolutely. not golf nine. it's not golf it's not golf I mean it's golf but it's not golf it's it'll golf. be does your wife golf no well, she, she has but you should bring her then okay at one hole we and we're going to talk about this next week we'll go a little more but we have one hole with a off a tee ball nice with a bat uh, we do one where you actually drive a marshmallow. You know, you drive a golf ball. <laughs> one more you hit it off a golf, uh, beer can. Yeah, off of John can. Daly. John, yeah, John Daly teed up. Uh, we have a Happy Gilmore hole. I saw they brought the Happy Gilmore. I used to sponsor the Happy Gilmore hole, and they brought it back. So I think I'm going to do a prize for the Happy Gilmore hole for Long Stride this year. Nice. Um, but you have to swim like Happy Gilmore when you that, drive. Yeah, I, yeah. And that's on 13. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot to the right then. Yeah, you got hockey sticks on the part. <laughs> True story. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's and this year we have. I well, I'll let Dylan talk about it. You people need to listen next week. We're going to go over hole by hole what's going on Dylan's golf hunting. But I promise you that if you like golf, but more importantly, if you like having fun, it's the best golf outing there is because nice. it is not serious it's all about having fun and and really yeah. just drinking and having a good time which is uh, what his dad was really about yeah. so um really i don't know we've been day one in on it and um continue we always have been so that's awesome yeah but you should get a team yeah yeah i know you usually work saturdays but yeah i don't know just Can't tell everybody a mile to come down there <laughs> out, you know? so right Number three. Number three. All right. Number three is sort of a new thing that I've discovered. It's the Oreo pancakes at Big Boy. Oh. They are delicious. <laughs> I sound delicious. I know the Granadas would like that. Oh. I mean, it's just Oreo pieces on pancakes with chocolate drizzle. And they're rich, but they're delicious. It sounds like you'll eat one of them. You'll eat the whole stack. <laughs> yeah. It's not, yeah, it sounds there's no such thing as one. You, I don't like sweets. You know that about me. I would eat all the bacon and sausage. You'd probably just have it. Comes with it. <laughs> it comes with the side of bacon and sausage and eggs if you want. So, you know this my number three. You know this already about me. It's cigars. So oh. Allison does not like me having a cigar. Um, she's just like, gives me a little life eye roll, which I'm sure you have those in yeah. But um, I only do them for weddings. Or bachelor parties, really, or, or, or occasion. Like there's got to be some like a wall of Yeah, there's like got to be some manly reason to do it. <laughs> yeah, Otherwise, just don't do it. Right. But weddings and bachelor parties, I'm yeah. all in. I yeah. definitely always have done it, um, and I, I just love it. So yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a good cigar. Yeah. Uh, so my number three is, is unfortunately I am the buyer for my store, so I get to see everything that comes in, and I get to buy everything. Then when it comes in. 
I want to buy it personally. Yeah. So I have a serious addiction of buying car hire right now. <laughs> my wife, my wife's not a, <laughs> my wife's not a big fan because I have a pile of car hire stuff right now. That's amazing. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I had that same problem when I worked at Falaker. Yeah. And there was a lot of <clears throat> cool stuff where I was like, man, I really want that. Yeah. And kind of have it now where like, I mean, I would love a new truck. I would love a new Colorado, but I just can't do it. <clears throat> oh, it's crazy how much it costs. Yeah. Vehicles are expensive. Yeah. There's no... It's it's obnoxious. I, we've talked about this before in the podcast. Um, the bottom will come out of that eventually. The mm-hmm. money will fall out. And then the manufacturers have to adjust because it's, you know... 35 years, 25 years ago, trucks were like ten, fifteen thousand dollars mm-hmm. you know, fifty-five, sixty, seventy thousand dollars for a truck now. Mm-hmm. Kiss my ass, you know. <laughs> I feel bad for the farmer guy that has not been on a, a, a new vehicle lot in 35 years and comes and is like, oh man, I need a new truck. And the wife's like, yeah, you deserve a new truck. You've got the same truck for 30 years. Go down there to the Chevy store buy one. You know, what you know, like yeah. I'm sorry, dude. You know, like I get it. Yeah. So yeah. All right. Number two for me is watching soccer and then other obscure sports on TV, like the Ocho. Yes. Because um, I remember one time they were showing cricket on ESPN. I was just watching it, fascinated by it. Huh. I didn't understand a damn thing that was going on, but I was still watching it. This probably harkens back to the world's strongest man competition. Yes. 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 I remember watching those. And I know soccer isn't obscure, but I could watch soccer. Yeah, I could watch soccer all day too. I've talked with Lee Fitzpatrick about creating a um, the European League, yeah. like a Latitudes eleven o'clock Bloody Mary brunch Ooh. with like just some type of one one type of food each <clears throat> Sunday morning, yeah. and then watching soccer. <clears throat> yeah, I come. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. That's something I'm not running that. <laughs> it sounds fun, but it's not something I'm running. <laughs> right. So, number two for me is energy drinks. Because I love to be caffeinated. I love caffeine. And mm-hmm. I love the way energy drinks make me feel. I know it's just one of these times I'm going to have one, my chest is going to explode. But God, I I mean, there are the times where I'm just like, oh, I'm so sad. And I'm just not feeling it. And I'll guzzle one and I'll be like, Okay, let's rock let's, and roll. Let's change the world. Let's <laughs> go, cool, guys. Let's, I mean, I cannot tell you. And I, I think it's part psychological, too, because I know I've tasted it, and my mind's like, yeah. But, um, yeah, I love. It's a drug. It is. Oh, 100%. And I do a good job of not having them. I mean, for a while there, when I get back on the wagon, I'll do one every I'll do one every day. But you're, not like, would, you're not like Tom. You're just, no. You used to guzzle those things. Like, well, I have a cup of coffee in the morning, usually. Just one? You, you normally just one. Sometimes a lot too. Dang. But then, but if I do, I was limiting, I always limit my morning coffee intake in case I have an energy drink. Oh, okay. Because, you know, if you have three or four cups of coffee, then at three o'clock you're having an energy drink, you're, you're setting yourself up for something that's probably not very good for yourself. So, <laughs> and I, I, I understand. I think it's that these are, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. So my number two is uh, Facebook. Yeah, I have a serious addiction. I can see a lot. Of, I mean, let me ask you this: 
Facebook for me is a necessary evil. Do you feel that way? Yeah. 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 No, if it wasn't for my businesses, yeah. I would never have Facebook. Yeah. I 100% feel that way too. And unfortunately, the way the beast works is you're either all in on it or don't even bother doing it. Yes. I mean, because yep. you do it on it. So yep. either you, you do it and you try to work it or else don't even bother doing it. Yep. Like, I, I see, I'm not, maybe I'm trying to help them right now, but I see people that'll try to sell things or do things on Facebook and they'll post like, once a week or once a month, mm -hmm. just don't even bother doing it. Yep. Save yeah. time. Yeah. Because the way it's set it up. It doesn't work that way. No. And people talk to me all the time. Like, I see your Facebook all the time. Yeah. You have no idea how hard I have to work with that to be able to do that all the time. Oh, yeah. It is a round-the-clock job, unfortunately. But I followed this one gal out of uh, California, and she says to get the 100000 to the million mark, you have to comment and post. You have to comment five hundred times a day. You have to mm -hmm. like someone. I mean, like five hundred posts. I mean, yeah. it's it's a full time job yeah. on on social media. Allison does a really good job because the thing I I really enjoy and um, anytime I see it, Founders does a good job too. Um, and Nestle Water on Twitter mm -hmm. a while back had a really good one where it's a post that doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. Um, Founders had one with, um, they did a, a cask series and people were just dogging it, just like really making fun of it. Yeah. And their social media person was a wizard. They did a really good job of taking that negativity and turning it into a positive, mm -hmm. you know, like saying stuff like, man, we really appreciate your passion for beer. We know it's not for everyone. Um, what's your favorite? beer that we do that you like, mm -hmm. you know, and instead of just giving into the troll and letting him go, like, and then they would go, well, I really like, you know, I really KBS, like, you know, we, we love KBS too. Yeah. And we're glad you're a customer of ours, you know, just crafty stuff like that. You yeah. know? And the Nestle one, of course, was a, just a train wreck because, of course, here everybody in Michigan hates Nestle because they're piped into the Great Lakes. So they posted this thing and everybody from Michigan was just absolutely just attacking them and um, they fought back. You know, yeah. they just didn't sit there and take it. They were like, you know, um, it's true that we're taking money from the Great Lakes, but how about the $3.7 million we invested in the Michigan infrastructure? How about the $1.2 billion in tax, whatever, you know, they just gave all this money, you know, all these facts of things that they've done that have helped the state of Michigan. And, you know, don't yeah. think we're just the bad guys here because we're trying to incite money from the Great Lakes. And whether you agree with or disagree with it, it doesn't matter. The whole point was is, when you have that face or that social media engagement, it's tough, mm -hmm. you know, because mm -hmm. sometimes there's bad. I, mean, I know I've run across it lots of times. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure you guys have too. I've been on your post a couple of times where it's gone sideways and I sit there and I look at it and I always wonder like, do I just want to parachute in here and just start going crazy? Because sometimes I've done that. I've just I put on my backpack, jumped out the plane and just like, just like, because I just, you, you get to the point where you just want to, and especially where someone like you, where I know you, I know what you stand for. Mm -hmm. I know what you're trying to do. I know it's, this is your business. And then I feel like someone's just messing with you and you really can't tell this asshole where to go. Right. So it makes me want to be like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'll tell them, <laughs> go kick rocks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you get, what are you doing on this page if you don't even, you know? That's, like, yeah, we had one today, and that's what made Monday Monday. <laughs> yeah. Like, one of those people, it's just like, because right now we're doing this charity thing. Like, if you come in and you donate your old pair of work boots, we'll give you 10% off. And this person's like, why don't you make it real charity and donate brand new boots? It's just like, 
like we're doing a good thing like we're giving people footwear regardless yeah. like you know, like uh, so it was just like why do you gotta be like yeah you know, why do people gotta be like that it's tough it is it's a tough world out there <clears throat> trolls are tough but with that being said yeah social media to me is a necessary evil yes um sit here and actually i don't benefit from it is a, how it would be a lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I sell cars. I probably three or four cars a month I sell from Facebook. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. podcast has grown exponentially because mm-hmm. of Facebook. Mm-hmm. So to sit there and act like we don't benefit from it. But That's with that weird. being said, yeah. just like you talked about earlier, Alice and I this winter are trying to plan a vacation in January, February, where we take our phones and just we're going to unplug them, leave them somewhere, and we're going to have a whole week just yeah. not dealing with or we'll turn to the world airplane mode and <laughs> so we can still play the games we want to play and right. take the pictures we want to take. But, yeah. You know, just yeah. not. It's just tough. It is, man. Where we're living these days. Number one, Butter Bear. What do you got, Brad? My number one is 80s music and movies. Oh. Uh, just takes me back and reminisce. You know, I'm not really a kid of the 80s. I'm more of a kid of the 90s, but. Watching, yeah, watching the 80s movies and listening to the music, I don't know. It's so, again, if you're a woman that likes to cry at 80s movies, horror, 80s horror movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. on ESPN, Brad's <laughs> the guy for you. Yeah, I am. My number one guilty pleasure, which I don't know, Allison knows this about me, McDonald's Breakfast. I freaking love McDonald's Breakfast. But, again, much like an energy drink. I know eating it is not the best thing on the planet for you. Yeah. Well, I'm not too far off from you on that. <laughs> Mine's a little Debbie's. <laughs> What's your favorite little Debbie? Honey bun. Really? Yeah. I like the oatmeal cream pie. Yeah. Well, being on the go all the time, you know, I, now, driving to my back, I'm always at the gas station getting stinking fuel. So it's like... <laughs> Flip, I'll just spend a freaking dollar and get me a honey bun and a coffee. Yeah. We've talked about we talked about that on was it last week, week before that. Gas stations don't make any money off gas. No. No. They make no. it off everything else. Yeah. Everything else. Yeah. I like the flood drums. Those are solid too. Are good. Yeah. Honey buns are good too. Yeah. For a while there we were eating the Christmas trees. Oh yeah. Yeah. We you know, we get them out. Every time we walked by, I met Meyer or Neiman's <laughs> and grab one. And of course, I mean, we know they're just the white Swiss, you know, white cakes, but yeah. it's got a Christmas tree and it's white, white, green, and red. <laughs> and it goes. So, I don't know, we're lame. No. So, it is what it is. so that's our five that's live this week. Yes. Double dose. Double, Next week, I like that. Man, you're the first one to do that. So, right on. Um, yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. All right, well, we're going to wrap it up here. That's all we got for this week. All right. Uh, thank you, Jordan, for coming by. Yeah, thank you guys so, um, so much. Do you have a website where people can go buy your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So currently right now you can buy all of our blue-collar stuff at www.bluecollarclothingco.com. Uh, here in about a month we'll have a full e-commerce site up. Awesome. Which we're super jacked <clears> about that um, because obviously our whole goal is to be able to offer everything to the working class. Yeah. And then um, you can find us on Facebook at Blue Collar Clothing Company and Instagram, YouTube. Um, and if you're in Miles, stop by. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we really, you know, I don't mean this in, in any way, but, like, we really do have a unique store. I mean, your store's so we cool. 
paid a lot of attention to detail because we had to give that experience. Yeah. So. It, I, I enjoyed watching, you know, constructor store and I had an expectation when I went in there and it met it, which a lot of times when you do things in life, it doesn't work that way. It tend to be, Oh my gosh. And then you get there and it's like, Oh, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 Movie trailers are great for that. You, yeah. you see all the funny spots in the movies <laughs> and you're like, Oh man, I realized I just saw all the best parts. So, yeah. Um, but no, your store definitely looks up to hype. It's really cool going there. Um, I'm excited to watch you continue to develop your own private line. Yeah, it's thank you. Yeah, we're, we're excited about it because, I mean, there's people at Car that are excited for us, and, you know, it's the future looks good. Yeah, Brandon, so, I need a hat sooner or later. Yeah. But, I, I got caught, but I was planning on bringing you guys some stuff. So. Oh, no. You just, yeah, yeah. We just got to pick a mile, and then we'll drive a mile sometime. We're due for a road trip again. We haven't had one in a while. But Miles Saloon's got a lot of beers on Tannum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go to Miles Saloon. That's something so we want to do. Hop in their car for an hour, get drunk, and then drive back home. Well, yeah. We <laughs> can just drive back with me then. <laughs> um, next week. Next week, we've got Dylan Wallace coming up to talk about his golf outing on June 9th. And we're going to talk about beer. Beer. Which automatically goes in hand with Jeff Wallace Memorial. Yes. So, um, really excited. We've, when we originally started the podcast, Dylan was away and one of the first people I texted. But we put him off because his golf outing is coming, so we wanted to help hype that up and maybe get a couple of teams registered. Yeah. Um, and then June, we've talked about it's going to be Women's Month. Nice. So Dylan's the last male for a month. And then we go Michelle McEwen, Mary Beth Stutzman, and Christy Johnson, um, all from respective places around the community. And then we need one other woman that we're kind of – We got a couple ideas. A couple ideas. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for Mary Beth. Mary Beth's excellent. Mary Beth, I want Mary Beth to give, leak out something cool. Right. I have expectations for each of these women. I hope they in that they know. But I'm automatically pumped and way too excited. I'm not trying to overlook Dylan because Lord knows, but I am super excited for Michelle McEwen. One because she's excited. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. ready to come on. If we could have her on today, she would have been like, "Yes, you, Jordan." I'm saying no. <laughs> but we're talking about Duke basketball. Nice. Which is like one of my favorite things ever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll suffer through it. Brad's going to suffer through it with his little sarcastic comments in there, which will be fine. Yeah. And then we're talking about out of all the things I volunteer for, she's right there. I don't know anyone else that volunteers more than her. Nice. She's involved in so many things and does so many behind the scene things that I don't think people really know. And, um, so we're going to talk about maybe just a little bit of the community, Alpena is, and how, you know, we different things you can do. So, yeah. And then Christy, we're going to talk about the Roller Derby. She's really involved oh, in that. man. And we're, we pushed her back toward the week before Roller Derby also, nice. so that would help like that. So yeah. that's kind of how June's shaking out. And then in July, we'll get back to it. Scott Bays is going to come on. Is he? Scott's knowledgeable. Scott, we're going to have to leave some – we might have to break Scott up into two episodes. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I wanted to mention before we go, Eric Elliott. Do you know Eric? Oh, my gosh. That's okay. Super so, Eric, Elliot. anytime I comment on your blue collar page, yeah. Eric comments, I need to come by and stop in there. He's always on. Eric Elliott is one of the co-owners of Ellison Brewery on Lansing. Really? So, he's all, anytime I like sharing your stuff. He's like, dude, I need to stop in that uh-huh. place. So he wants to stop in and see you. So if you ever see a guy in Ellison Brewery stuff, he's okay. coming up soon. Is he? he got that um, spirits line I think he wants to kind of yeah. work out. So um, if you ever see him, 
Yeah. And he comes, if he comes in and you see the guy wearing Elsa stuff, it'll be him. He just got a Colorado ZR2 diesel. Really? Yeah. So I don't know if he'll be driving to that or not, but I think it's got to be badass. Yeah, I would imagine. So, um, anything else you got? No. Nope. You're going to see Star Wars this weekend. Yes. Anything else for the holiday? Or holiday? Mm, no. Mm-hmm. Next weekend is more the. Next weekend is Madison's first communion and confirmation. Nice. So be prepared. Next week. Is that Sunday? Uh, it'll be Friday night is church, and then Saturday is the open house. I think it's at my parents. You'll be getting an invite in okay. the mail. I don't think the one thing I had planned happened. I know Allison's family's in town, and then there's the Republican dinner, which I'm just I know, I need to go to that. The Lincoln dinner, and then something else is going on that night. Oh, Concert in the Park. It's the first night of Concert in the Park, too. I think Allison's working on that. So well, I'm just kind of, kind of tip my hat on Saturday, Sunday. Peter and Georgia will be in town. Yeah, we'll make it work. Lots going on, but that's summer in northern Michigan. Alpena's a good city. So people say that yeah, there's nothing going on. I don't understand. Yeah, we have the four walls of their house. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> All right. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Jordan, thanks for coming by. Hey, thanks, thanks. guys. Have you again soon? What's that? You come on again soon? Yeah. Let yeah. me know anytime. Brad, Steve, thank you, fellas. Hey, no problem. Thanks yeah. for coming. All right. Talk to you guys soon. See you.